This is a preview from our angel story today. It can be the most beautiful thing to connect with a loved one, but honestly, it was nobody else could have told me those words but her. You know, I've had friends tell me that. I've had friend people tell me like, you're not happy. What are you doing? But like my sister was the only person that could shake me out of kind of that sleep I was in or see the things I didn't want to see. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friends, if you want to believe in yourself more and just really know your own worth, um, today's story is for, for you. Uh, Megan, welcome to the show and thank you for being here to share your stories. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yay. Okay. I'm going to let you take it away, set it up for your first story. Okay. Awesome. Well, so my story, you know, centers around some, some loss and some beautiful things that have come on the other side of that loss. So the first loss that I want to talk about is my sister. So my sister Lauren passed away. It'll actually be 10 years ago next week. So the timing of this, being able to talk to you about her is like really beautiful to be able to talk to her about her. And we are very close in age. She was only two years younger than me. And she passed away from a really rare genetic disorder. And, you know, I was absolutely devastated. I was 29 when she passed. And she had only been married for a year. It was a really, you know, awful, you know, difficult time. One of those situations where you think like, I will never overcome this. Right. And even now just being able to talk to you about her without dissolving into tears and actually smiling, talking about her 10 years later, just, I think shows how much healing can happen on the other side of grief, even with the losses that you feel like are going to be insurmountable. So that was also kind of the, the, I would say the start of like my spiritual journey as well. I grew up Catholic and, you know, as I've gotten older, I haven't necessarily always resonated with Catholicism. I've, you know, kind of, I would say I'm just more spiritual as a person and probably it was like maybe a few months before the pandemic. I had done a medium reading with another girlfriend and my sister came through and she came through very strong. And it was this beautiful, almost like reunion that we had together. Like it felt like she was right there in the room with me and it was amazing. And there was this kind of question on my heart during that, um, during that reading, I, and like, to, I guess just to back up a little bit, um, you know, I had been married probably for about 
five years at that point. And, you know, going through a lot of ups and downs, you know, in my marriage, I had questioned a lot if it was something that I should stay in, but I had two small children and there was a lot of fear there. And at that time I was, I really wanted to know if she was going to bring up anything. And actually at that time, all I wanted for her was to tell me that it was going to be okay. Like I just wanted her to say, like, you're not gonna have to go through anything hard. It's going to be okay. And I remember the medium looked at me and she said, there is something that she wants you to ask her that you are not asking her. And she just keeps saying like, you just need to ask me, like, just ask me. (laughs) And so finally I said the hard thing. And I just said, I want to know about, you know, about my marriage. And, you know, she told me, you know, basically like you will never, you'll never be as happy as you could be if you stay in your marriage, which was not the thing I wanted to hear at that time. And so I think sometimes too, like it can be the most beautiful thing to connect with a loved one, but honestly, it was, nobody else could have told me those words, but her, you know, I've had friends tell me that I've had friends, people tell me like, you're not happy. What are you doing? But like, my sister was the only person that could shake me out of kind of that sleep I was in or see the things I didn't want to see. Now that didn't mean that I went off and like got a divorce the next day. Like it still took me about three years before I was ready and able to see the cycle that I had been in to be brave enough to like leave that marriage. And when I finally did, it was ironically enough, I was on a 10 year anniversary trip with him. And I remember just being so unhappy that whole trip. We were fighting, bickering. It was just not, it was not a as what you would imagine your 10 year anniversary trip to be. And I remember just standing off, like looking at the ocean, we were on like a beautiful beach. And I was just thinking like, I would rather be here with anybody else than with the person I'm married to. And it was an awful feeling. And I remember, you know, a little while later, just seeing this beautiful butterfly and in that moment, I was like, I know that this is my sister. And I, I, it's just like this, this knowing came over me of like, I know that, that I'm not supposed to feel this way. And it was almost like I had woken up from that sleep that I was talking about of like, like looking around at my life, like, wait a second, like, what, what am I doing? What is, what, what are we doing here? You know, and is, and is this going to be the thing that we continue doing for the next 10 years and the next 10 years, you know, it was just sort of a, this like epiphany moment that nobody should have to have on their 10 year anniversary trip. And, you know, we had just moved and, you know, my kids were starting school and it was not the right time to blow up my life, but it also was sort of a, if this doesn't happen now, when is this going to happen? Right. So we had, you know, moved into our dream house because it was kind of, I think maybe subconsciously the thing that I thought was, you know, like when people like have another kid and think it's going to fix things, it was like, I thought maybe a move will do it. Like maybe we'll be happier here. And, you know, of course that's never, that's never what happens. And, you know, I, I was in therapy and I had an amazing therapist who I do feel like spirit brought into my life, like just the most amazing, gentle therapist who just really sat with me and never tried to tell me what to do, but helped me come to my own conclusions on what to do was also very like 
accepting of like my spiritual journey and felt like I could talk to him about the things I was interested, you know, with, with all of that too. And which was really beautiful and healing, but I just got to this place, you know, where finally it was like, we can't keep doing this anymore. It's time. It's time to say like, this is done. And, you know, it was a really hard, awful time. Obviously like divorce is never an easy thing to go through, but I felt like in that moment I had spent you know, really thinking back to a lot of the patterning and conditioning of my life and my childhood and, and even the partners that I had chosen up until that point, I realized that over and over again, I was abandoning myself for somebody else or thinking that somebody else was going to be the person that would fix things for me or make my life better. Kind of this like codependent pattern that I had been in for a really long time. And I also realized like, I have two small kids, like either they are going to see the marriage that they really want someday, or they're going to see like, this is exactly what I don't want. And, you know, I just, I felt like I, I need to break this cycle. I owe it to my kids and I owe it to myself because I can't keep abandoning myself for other people forever. And, you know, once I, once I did that and did the really hard thing, (laughs) some really like beautiful things started falling into place for me. And, you know, the first thing was needing to let go of the dream house. And that was really hard because it had, I mean, it had this gorgeous backyard and it was like full, like full of nature and beautiful windows. And just like, it was everything that I wanted, but looking back at it, it was almost like, like spirit had brought this, dream home into my life to say, do you want the dream home or do you want the dream life? And I was never going to have my dream life in that dream home. And I remember just holding on so tightly thinking like, okay, what can I do? What can I do to keep this house? Like, can I, can I get another job? Can I, you know, I just held on to it. And then finally, I remember just, I had this moment where I sort of like threw my hands up in the air and I was like, okay, I will give it up. I will let it go, but like, please like bring something else in better for me. And as soon as I just, and you know, I'm crying, like just not all over the place, like having this like conversation with God. And as soon as I said that, I just remember this like peace kind of washing over me and this sort of like feeling and knowing like everything's going to be okay. Like you have to give up the life you thought you wanted in order to get the life that you, that you need, that you deserve. And like, it's like the fool's gold over like the true gems. Right. And so this is where things get really cool. And this is how my sister kind of starts to come back into play because, you know, I'm on my spiritual journey. Like I I talk to my sister all the time and, you know, I'm, I'm into tarot and Oracle and crystals and I'm, you know, I'm doing all of these, these things to try to manifest my dream home. I'm making lists of what I want. And, you know, this move also required us to move to a different city. So this was, like maybe about almost two years ago at this point. And, you know, probably everywhere the housing market is insanely competitive. Like homes are, were being sold in my area, like sight unseen cash offers. I was like, how am I going to be able to get my kids in a good school district 
in, in a house that has a backyard and the things that I want for them to have. And I feel like they deserve to have and around friends. And, you know, it's kind of just this, like, how is this all going to happen for me? And I just remember thinking, okay, just got to trust that like, I would not have blown up my life and done the hard things and broken cycles for things not to work out for me. Like, I'm not going to go back. I have to trust that things are going to move forward for me in the direction that they're supposed to. And I remember this day where it was springtime and, you know, I'm, our house is now on the market. I am desperately looking for a new house. Like, where am I going to live? And, um, I'm also, you know, sharing a house with my, with my, you know, still husband. And it was awful and stressful and, you know, just this thing where like, we need to get this, we need to get this taken care of. And I remember I had taken my daughter to like the park and it was sort of like an unseasonably warm, like day for early spring. And I remember just feeling so present with her. And I remember just like looking up at the sky and it was so beautiful and just like being in nature. And I remember I just couldn't stop smiling. It was this, the weirdest, strangest experience where this like feeling of immense joy, it just washed over me. And there was no reason for it other than just like, I'm with my daughter having this like beautiful moment at the park, you know? And I remember just feeling like everything is going to be okay. Like everything is going to work out. Everything is going to be okay. And like, I am just going to enjoy this moment. And I don't really know why I'm feeling this happy. I even took some selfies of myself, which I don't really do. But I remember just looking up at the sky, just like beaming. Did you know I give away a new free reading each month to a listener who leaves a five-star rating of this show on Apple Podcasts or Amazon? After you leave five stars, go over to the Contact Me page on my website, theangelmedium.com. Fill out the Contact Me form, letting us know that you gave five stars. That way, we can contact you when you win. The more five stars you leave, the more chances you have to win. And your name always stays in until you do. Don't forget to stay subscribed to our emails so that you know when you've won your free session with me. Sending you so much love and gratitude for your support on this. Thank you. Now let's dive back into the show. And that night I'm like lying in bed and my best friend sends me a text and she sends me a link to a house. And she said, I think this is in our friend's neighborhood. And to give you another little background, how this all ties together with my sister, my sister was in a sorority in college and to like, I kind of became an adopted member and all of her best friends became my best friends. Like we're all like very close and I'm still like very close with like her friends. They've become like family to me. So as like the craziness of the housing market and everything, she sends me a link to like a local Facebook marketplace, like one of those, you know, local to kind of places. And it was a for sale by owner house across the street from one of our other best friends in the school district that I wanted and in the price, like at the very top of my budget price rise, but it was like within my budget. 
it was completely redone. Everything was beautiful and it wasn't posted anywhere else. It was for sale by owner. So I couldn't even join this group. And I was like, can you message the person and send me his contact info and I will reach out. So the owner and I started texting that night. I actually, my house was going on the market that weekend. And I told him, I was like, listen, I already have an, a sight unseen offer on my house. I know my house is going to be in contract by Sunday. Like, I would love to come see your house. Like, when can I come see it? And he basically was like, can you come, can you come tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I can come tomorrow. I mean, when I tell you, I was in touch with my mortgage lender. I was like, everybody, I was like, okay, I'm going to see this house. I need to have a pre-approval letter. Like, and I am not that type of person. Like I have ADHD. It's hard for me to like follow through on things most of the time, but I was focused and zoned in. I'm like, I am getting this house. And when I went to go look at the house, you know, the owner, like we just connected, like he was so kind. He has like, you know, little kids, they were actually staying in the neighborhood, just like a bigger house. And he had shared with me, like, you know, he was raised by a single mom. He really saw me in like his story too. And the fact that I had kids and like he, they had like another offer on the house, but like, ultimately they chose me because I think they, again, like they saw me in their story. And I think they just like really wanted me to have it. And like, when I tell you, Julie, like the homes around us, like there's no explanation of why I should have gotten that house because on paper, if they would have listed it like with a real real estate agent, like it would have, I wouldn't have had a chance. But the fact that like, you know, my sister's other best friend was the one that happened to be scrolling on Facebook marketplace and saw the house was, on, you know, on the market. And then we also had the connection with the neighbor. Like it was like my tribe was brought in and I got the house and, and not to say that everything was perfect. Like I moved in and my, you know, the air conditioning unit went out and I had to spend $4,000 on a new air conditioner. So it was not like everything became perfect. Like I still struggled, but it was like, this is my, this is mine. Like I did this, but I know I didn't do it alone. I know that it came in for me because I went through all of those hard experiences. And I, again, I let go, I surrendered and like the beautiful things started to come in. So that, I mean, in a nutshell is my story. And also like, I'm in a really beautiful supportive relationship now that is just like the best thing ever. And, you know, I think that sometimes we feel stuck in a situation, in a job, in a relationship, in whatever it is. And sometimes it feels like, because probably our conditioning, we feel like there's no way out of this. I can't even see myself and what would happen on the other side. And there's just so many beautiful, amazing, wonderful things happen when we start trusting ourselves, trusting our path and our inner knowing, even if it makes other people uncomfortable or upset or it rocks the boat, like just life really starts to begin to get juicy and good when we choose ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That's my story. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that because it's so true. And I think Brene Brown does this incredible job of teaching people how not to abandon yourself, how not mm -hmm. to betray yourself. And yes. 
One of the things that the angels were saying to bring up for all of the listeners as you were talking is that I think oftentimes when we hear the word manifestation, like I want to manifest that perfect house and then you get into that perfect house and you just want everything to stay perfect. One of the things with manifestation is we think that A, in order for manifestation to be successful, you have to attain what it is that you want to manifest and then you have to keep it. But what the angels often say is that another way to look at manifestation that I think might be more realistic is that we know that when we know what we don't want, it helps us go to a higher level of manifestation and co-creation of experiencing, you know, knowing, expressing who you are and who your soul is in this lifetime. And I see so many people who, to your point before, just want to, okay, well, uh, Liz Gilbert said that in in her book and the movie Eat, Pray, Love. I actively participated in building this life. And we think just because we actively participated in building all of it, we have to stay in it. And a lot of times in order to stay true to yourself, the angel just said, scratch that all of the time in order to stay true to yourself, you have to know that the one thing that is true with you being a human being here is your own evolution of consciousness. Your consciousness is going to expand and evolve and who you are is going to expand and evolve. And what is something that you really wished for before isn't always what you want when you get there. And I'll give people an example of that too. I feel like this year has been an incredible year. Most of the times when I get to January, December of each year, I'm looking at the next year because the angels are always asking us one question constantly. What do you want? The angels are doing this, right? And if you look back at ancient texts, they've always been doing this. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Because when you know what you want, you can get to that point. And so normally around this time of year, I start to think about that question. Well, what do I want? And when it was like December 22, January of 23, Spirit said, just let this be. A magical year, like have zero expectations, have zero desire for the outcome. We just need to reveal to you what needs to be revealed. Just expect magic to appear and be grateful for when it does. So I was like, okay, so I've been going through 2023 and boy, did they not disappoint, right? I have gotten so many opportunities, most of which I haven't talked about on the podcast, but it has felt the entire year. And there's a lot of like huge, huge things happening behind the scenes right now. Um, But I'm not at liberty to talk about all of them because 
sometimes things get like stolen out from underneath you or people copy it and then you see it happening, you know, six months later. And so I'm, I'm going to kind of keep this secret until we're, we're really able to put it out there. But the entire year has felt like the end of Wizard of Oz, where you get to like peek behind the curtain. And I'm going to tell you, it's almost felt like a letdown in some ways, because hold that thought. I just wrote something down and I think I might want to read that. Okay. So this is what I wrote down this morning. I titled it in automatic writing, You Do You. Nothing is real, real. Of course, E and B are real, my husband and daughter. But the the success that you think of as success, none of it's real. Like the Wizard of Oz, I've gotten to peek behind the curtain. And what I see is just so utterly boring. Everyone is just them. There's no glam behind the scenes, just normal. There is no true making it or success for anyone. There is simply you. It's just your stream of consciousness and that is your life. And all you can do is simply live it. How do you live it? By following your own stream of soul intuitive consciousness, not egoic mind consciousness, by letting your intuitive consciousness be your guide. How do you do that? By being present in the now and oneness with your soul, God, your angels, your spirit team. And I don't mean to like call people, you know, boring or or just normal, but you kind of look behind the veil a little bit. And it's like, my dad used to say, I, I wrote this in the second book. There was this moment that comes back to me almost every week where my dad was making his like nightly orange Metamucil drink in the kitchen. And I don't know exactly what it is that I said to him, but I remember him like getting down on my level, looking me in the eyes, picking my small body up, putting me on the countertop and him saying, Julie, you know, you think that when you're older, you seem to think that when you're older, your life is going to be different or you're going to be different, but you're never going to be different. The you that you are now at eight, nine, 10 years old, whatever I was back then is the same you you're going to be when you're 16 and driving, when you're 24, when you're married, when you're 40, when you're 75 years old, you just are you. and. It's brought me a lot of peace this year, just settling into the fact that true manifestation is allowing ourselves to create something and then realizing, okay, maybe it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Maybe I do want to go in a different direction. Maybe my intention has changed and I want to serve people in a different way. That's allowing yourself not to betray yourself. And there's a huge piece that I have derived from that this year. And just, you're just here to follow your own stream of consciousness. You're just here to live it. 
You're just here to enjoy it in the ways that you find enjoyable. I love that so much. And I, I resonate so much with what you just said in that story about your dad. And I think that, you know, we, you're right. We do forget that we have this essence of us that is just like, that is just me. And that is a, that is the, the true me that, that can't ever change. That is like my soul, my spirit, like the real me that will stay with me until I move on to this, you know, what is beyond this life. And, you know, even as you were saying stream of consciousness, like I was literally picking, thinking of a stream and how, you know, there can be like those smooth waters and then there can be like the little bumps and the rocks and that might like get you to a stop, but then maybe there's like a little trickle going the other way. And I think that we sometimes get so caught in like the, the, just life and like this, doing the same thing over and over again, that sometimes we do forget, like, you know, it is okay for me to reevaluate. It is okay for me to change my mind. It is okay for me to do something different because I know it is what is best for me. And and that's okay. And it's okay if it upsets other people or makes other people uncomfortable, because that means that other people have to look at their own lives and, and think about, am I kind of doing the same thing? And I'm not being true to myself either. And I think sometimes disrupting like the norm and the status quo can make people feel upset. And, you know, I think that that just unshaming making my own choices and like thinking I have to do everything for everybody's everybody else's comfort. And even if it means that I'm abandoning myself, that has been a big lesson in all of this for me is that, you know, I, I have to be okay with not worrying about what other people think or what other people might have thoughts about my choices. And, and I have to be okay knowing like I'm staying true to myself and what I know is right for me. And and that's all that matters. So I can kind of be in my little bubble with myself and my family. And, you know, but it is interesting how many women have come like, you know, in, in Instagram and, and it's not like I have a big following. It's just my friends, but like, you know, I will get people that will send me messages that are like, so, you know, almost just like it's planted a seed in them of like, maybe I'm not so happy. And I'm kind of curious about how you have become so happy. And, you know, I think that sometimes us just like living our authentic life can inspire other people to do the same. And I actually think that that's where life gets so yummy, so delicious. And what I have really felt this last year in releasing all expectations of everything, just complete release of all expectation is that life can really be magical and enchanted in a way that you kind of feel like when you go to Disney World, you know, it's just exciting and you don't know what's behind every corner. But when you have this a really, really deep foundation that I know, like I know, like I know I am supported. My angels are around me like they have got this. There's nothing to be afraid of except to just walk forward. Okay. I can do that. I love that. I saw on like TikTok, I saw somebody talking about how, you know, sometimes we do want everything to come at once or we get frustrated that something's not coming in. And they said, well, would you want all of your favorite foods to be served at the same time? 
Like, no, you wouldn't enjoy it. If you just had like a buffet table of all of your favorite foods, like how would you even choose? And I love that resonating with me. I'm like, you know, it's so true. Like sometimes we do get caught up in our own, just like that thinking brain of like, well, I want it now and the ego and yeah, you're right. Just being able to surrender and say like, I, I know what I want. I put it out there and now I just have to trust that like, if it is what's meant for me, it's in my highest good, like it will come. Yeah. One of the things, you know, it's so funny that you brought that up because right before we hopped on this call, I was watching Instagram too, some reels on there. And there was this one of this dog and he saw his own reflection in the mirror and he just started like scratching at the dog and barking at the dog and moving from left to right and all around. And my angels came in in that moment and they go, that's most people with their own fear. Their fear isn't real. It's a mirrored, shadowed projection that actually stems from their inner being. It's a mirror. And so the fear isn't really there. And um, this is everything that we're talking about today is everything that I have worked on the last 10 years. And it is been a process of coming home to myself. And I think there is a step-by-step way of coming back home to your soul self. And the angels are saying, it's okay to just kind of put this in here. If you're listening today and you're like, wow, you know, Megan, Julie, like this is exactly where I want to be in my life. I've created 12 new courses in the angel membership that walk people through like what we're talking about today. I didn't even know that this is where we're going to go, but this, those 12 courses for all of 2024 in the angel membership, walk you home to yourself, help you learn in a spiritual capacity, what it is that you really want and start peeling back those layers. Um, So if you're interested in that, there's not just the courses every month next year, but there's also live events and you'll be with me live uh, every week next year. So you can check that out over at theangelmedium.com. Megan, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you. It felt like a warm hug. And I, for one, am very much looking forward to those new courses in the Angel membership. So I can't wait to do it right along with you. Yay. I can't wait for that too. Love you, friend. And thank I, you. Yes, you too. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day, everybody. Love you. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. 
And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs> 